welcome to the podcast. You've actually just got me tonight with Stan the Fury Dragon, and we're actually going to be talking again about New Project Britannia, because the response to the announcement of the project has really been that I found overwhelming. <clears throat> so what I wanted to talk about tonight uh, was a little bit about what the project needs and where we want to see it go. Before we get into that, uh, I want to give a shout out to Josh Nielsen. Josh Nielsen, I can talk this evening, aka Josh on the Web. You can find him on Twitter at Josh on the Web. He's a longtime Ultima fan and a longtime fan of the Codex as well. Um, <clears throat> we have been mutual followers on Twitter for a few years now, and it turns out that he is actually working on Zencaster, which is the tech that we were going to try and use to record um, last week's podcast, but um, because I didn't read what was on the screen. Anyways, <clears throat> we'll probably try it out for the next episode. Josh and I actually had a really engaging discussion on Twitter about Zencaster and some of the features that would really turn it into a, a very powerful podcasting platform. So it's cool that in addition to being passionate about all things audio, to our great benefit, I hope, he's an Ultima guy. Um, and I also actually owe a few shoutouts in particular to Sirgorn Dragon, Browncoat Jason, and Iceblade, though for slightly different reasons. Sirgorn and Iceblade get the nod for their gentle and sometimes not exactly subtle prodding over the last few months. Uh, we've actually been sitting on New Project Britannia, uh, the idea, for a while now. And I was the main reason for the delay. It took a long time, too long really, to uh, to finally get a subdomain set up for it and to announce it formally. Browncoat, meanwhile, deserves acknowledgement for his hard work in putting together much of what will actually comprise this episode. We'll be talking a lot about things that New Project Britannia aims to create, what it needs to see those things created, and what resources exist to get the project off the ground and running. Um, <clears throat> you know, arguably the whole episode is, is actually going to be follow-up to last week's episode. Still, there were a few comments um, specifically posted to the forum thread for the previous episode that I'd like to draw attention to. Uh, first off, both TJ Brumfeld and our own Linguistic Dragon spoke to the issue of how um, those who don't necessarily have talent as coders or visual artists might contribute to the project. Uh, both Brumfeld and Linguistic are passionate and avid writers, for example and neither has any familiarity or skill with Unity proper. Um, my thoughts on this are that while much of New Project Britannia will in fact require a high degree of technical skill, those who can write, and write well, uh, can likely still contribute to the project in some way. After all, it would probably be a good idea to build up an asset kit of books, scrolls, and other documents, all pre-populated with lore-appropriate text. Project teams could actually then take this kit and add a dash of readable or ready-to-go flavor to the bookshelves and nightstands of the Britannia they're creating. Um, Iceblade actually has a forum <clears throat> thread that he's posted, and I think there's also a survey on Facebook. Yes, there is, um, <clears throat> regarding how this system should be implemented, so be sure to check that out. Um, and, you know, I think this same idea would probably apply to um, musicians, for example. You know, I, I'm sure that people would appreciate having um, ready-to-go Ultima tunes available for their use. <sighs> <clears throat> Who else? Who else commented? 
Um, Avatar Acid had some similar concerns. He's not terribly familiar with Unity. Uh, he doesn't feel that he has uh, much skill as a designer or coder, at least within that engine. Of course, if you've seen his work with Minecraft, um, you'll already be well aware that he has some significant skill uh, as a designer with creating terrains in that particular game. And as such, actually, he graciously volunteered to contribute height maps of some of the terrains that he's created. He's actually already shared the maps for the Gargoyle Rim, Realm from Ultima 6 and Morgalen, the setting of Ultima 8. Um, I just have to convert these into the raw format that Unity can import and they'll be ready to go as downloads, the first downloads potentially for New Project Britannia. Speaking of people who do Minecraft things, um, Coden KM, you may recall his Pagan in Minecraft project, uh, evidently has some talent with Unity and has expressed his interest in New Project Britannia as well. Uh, this is a good thing. It's nice to see that a community is coming together around this. And that community does actually also include uh, Iceblade, who, as I mentioned earlier, has <clears throat> really almost been taking on the role of a producer. Um, but he's also... <clears throat> planning to bring the Forgotten World project over to Unity and is set about drawing up designs for different magic systems. There is a forum thread about that as well on the Ultima Codex. The initial thought uh, had been to have a single magic system, but upon further review we thought it might make sense to break that up into a few different systems to support um, you know, traditional Britannian magic, um, which would actually mostly work for Serpentile-based projects as well. Ultima 9-style magic, which would also work with Ultima 8 based projects, um, possibly runic magic, and I suppose at some point we'd have to look at creating support for a Shroud of the Avatar style of magic as well. So, you know, should new Project Britannia <clears throat> come to fruition, um, someone could conceivably craft an Ultima 4 remake that maybe utilized runic magic. I'd like to see that. Finally, Commenter Mark uh, contributed a number of suggestions as to what some of the goals of New Project Britannia should be. I'm not going to list these here. Uh, rather, I'll interweave them into the next section, crediting him where appropriate. <clears throat> so, without further ado, let's actually talk about um, well, New Project Britannia, and in particular, where we want to see the project go, and what we might need to do to get there. So recall, of course, that you know the whole idea of New Project Britannia is basically a community project to create, I guess in essence, a blank slate version of uh, Ultima's Britannia, Serpentile, Pagan, uh, Shroud of the Avatar's New Britannia, using the Unity engine. And, I mean... What are some of the things that, you know, would necessarily uh, entail in, in such an effort? Um, the following is a framework wish list that uh, it's actually it's what Brown Code Jason drew up uh, some months back. And it, I think, would really serve as a good starting point uh, for, you know, what we need ultimately to produce. Uh, so... One of the first pieces of tech would probably be a modular sky dome. Um, <clears throat> ideally, we would want to give people the ability to customize the length of the day-night cycle. Um, we'd want to support full rotation to show seasonal star patterns um, with and without the Ankh constellation. 
we'd probably want multiple layers to show planets and other stellar phenomena, uh, as well as to show Trammel, Feluca, uh, or Daedalus, as appropriate, in correct orbits, uh, again, based on the day-night cycle. And then optional layers as well to highlight, well, like I said, other celestial bodies, um, sort of like, you know, how the spyglass worked in Ultima V. I suppose we would also want support for things like eclipses, uh, which, you know, you may recall from Ultima VI. We would also want, we also would like to come away with multiple cameras. Um, the two, you know, most important ones, I think, are, of course, the third-person um, isometric, or I guess perhaps more correctly, the oblique view. Or I guess we'd want both, really, because, I mean, Ultima 8 was more isometric, Ultima 6 and 7 were definitely more oblique. Um, and I think we'd ultimately want, you know, that third-person camera to support, support both angles. Uh, we'd also want a first-person dungeon camera for the Underworld-type remakes. Um, a third-person follow camera, so like, you know, Shroud of the Avatar style. <clears throat> Ideally, it would be neat to have bone-mounted cameras on each model. Uh, for, you know, an Ultima 7-style conversation system. Um, possibly a bird's-eye camera, you know, for the Overland map, the wizard spell, peer gems, or just in case you wanted to make, like, a genuinely top-down Ultima. Uh, and a script to change the camera upon, you know, particular triggers, right? Whether it was key press or entering a dungeon or starting and ending uh, a conversation. So you could even, you know, maybe recreate a... Uh, you know, remake an Ultima with a top-down view that then flipped to a first-person 3D view when you went into a dungeon. That would be neat. Speaking of models, of course, we would also need... This is going to be, I think, one of the bigger hurdles for the project. Is, you know, we need models. Uh, and not just, you know, the actual 3D models, but they will need to have predefined rigging for standardized humanoid characters. And, and possibly non-humanoid characters too, right? I mean, there's a particular bestiary that attends... Ultima, and we would definitely want to be able to support that as much as possible. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get people to volunteer to create models and, and textures. <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the magic system already. Of course, Iceblade has really jumped in with that. Um, <clears throat> we would want, you know, spellcasting to use mana where appropriate. It would be reagent-based, um, customizable circles of spells. Uh, again, you know, rune-based spellcasting, again, with mana usage. Um, and then item-based spellcasting as well. <clears throat> you know, uh, the, the talismans and foci of Ultimate and Ultima 9. Character classes is another big thing. Uh, we need a character creation system, um, <clears throat> which could optionally support the canonical character classes of Ultima, optionally with the benefits and restrictions that attend those classes. Um, <clears throat> possibly we would also want the skill system to um, be delineated by class. Speaking of skills, you know, uh, and again the skill system should kind of be, uh, it's an optional thing, right? Because I mean not every Ultima really had it. Um, it wasn't a big deal in every Ultima game. Uh, and even when Ultima games had it, it ne wasn't necessarily a big thing. You know, they were technically skill systems in, say, Ultima 7, you could train with the sword or whatever, but it didn't make it, it didn't make or break the game to do so. 
Um, skill systems could be Underworld based or Shroud of the Avatar based or, you know, Ultima Online style. Maybe we could support multiple skill systems, right? I mean, we can make this all modular, then people can really combine their favorite pieces to their own liking. A chance to succeed or fail uh, an action based on a skill or a stat, if not using skills. Transportation is also going to be another big one, because, of course, obviously, we need moon gates or lunar gates, rifts, rather, lunar rifts. But, you know, especially for the Ultima type remakes, moon gates are almost essential. So you'd want moon gate travel scripts uh, and support for different kinds of moon gates, right? I mean, at least the blue and the red moon gate. Um, <clears throat> do we want to support time gates? I mean, that's getting a little bit more complicated, but anyways. Um, we'd also want vehicle control scripts for stuff like horses, carts, wagons, boats. Very important. Um, and then also support for both monoscale and dual-scale transportation systems. NPCs. Um, we need a conversation system. Or possibly two, if we wanted to do one that was, you know, keyword-based uh, versus free text-based. Um, quest triggers including adding text to a journal that would be really neat actually what i would really like to see would be something you know akin to the uh the maps of ultima underworld where you could you know annotate your own map i thought that was always really cool and that would be i think really neat to see if we could have you know within the journal system maps of the dungeons generate as you explore them and then you can annotate them to your liking <clears throat> ah what else would we need um, I guess I guess that's not really related to NPCs, but you know, still, it's cool. Um, what else would we need? Let's see here. Right, just talking about NPCs. I mean, obviously, you need yeah, quest triggers, um, a buy and sell system for merchants, possibly a banking system. I mean, not every Ultima really had banking type um, establishments. but <clears throat> there you go uh, and you know to this mark adds a handful of really good suggestions things like um, npc conversations we mentioned uh, npc inventories though you know uh, containers uh, ownership the the idea that you know npcs can own particular objects so that you know if you take them without paying for them first um, you are you are stealing them that's kind of a key piece of you know the ultima experience and of course, uh, NPC schedules. And then on the creature side, AI behaviors for, for good and evil animal types. <clears throat> um, so what about the player? <sighs> for players, we'd want to give, you know, the ability to, to track the virtues and and or karma um, we would need and actually this is being worked on right now the ultimate return team is working on uh, an inventory with gumps uh, for containers um, i can't remember if we're doing freeform support or grid support there may be both to be honest um, <clears throat> we already talked a little bit about books and scrolls um, but again you know we definitely want readable books and scrolls um, possibly even editable 
a spell book. We would need a spell book system, possibly a rune pouch to support that. Uh, <clears throat> inventory gumps should hopefully papered all the equipment, and that should hopefully be reflected on the character models as well. Um, I would say at least paper dolling within the inventory is essential, whether it's ultimately reflected on the character. It's actually really only one Ultima that ever had that, so it's not maybe as essential to the experience, although it is certainly, you know, um, <clears throat> a feature that's become widespread and definitely can trace its origin back to Ultima. Um, alongside this, some other thoughts from Mark are, you know, uh, item interactivity. It's not really related to the player specifically, but it's something that the player can do within the world, is interact with items, um, <clears throat> and related to the inventory, the idea of item, volume, and weight. And we talked a little bit about maps, but, you know, uh, again, we would want to see support for both single scale and, and dual scale maps. Uh, we would want to see regional maps of all locations in Britannia. Um, and Serpentile, Pagan, Novia. Um, and then, you know, we would want to... So, I mean, <clears throat> this is actually where it gets a little bit more complicated, right? Because, you know, we want a really good overland map of Britannia, which, you know, supports dual-scale travel, and then build all the points of interest for that, right? Whether it's, you know, Britain... Um, dungeon you know the britain and the other cities the dungeons other points of interest along the way <clears throat> uh, we'd want to be able to provide that but then at the same time you also need you know the monoscale britannia or the overland map of britannia has to be <clears throat> at a scale that would still work for use if you know someone wanted to take it and build a monoscale britannia off of it or, you know, we might actually just want to build a default monoscale Britannia based on the Ultima 6 era or the Ultima 7 era, whatever, um, that, you know, just has all the cities and dungeons and everything placed on it. It's not a small undertaking by any means, but, you know, that's the idea of New Project Britannia is to create this <clears throat> set of resources that shortcut for other project teams a lot of the really horrible grunt work of building these things in the first place. <clears throat> and the other thing, too, that we want to do with New Project Britannia is, you know, provide training. Not necessarily that we produce, but, you know, a really comprehensive list of links and resources for getting trained up on the Unity engine to, to use it and build with it. Um, we've already started putting together a fairly substantial list of documentation and tutorials. Uh, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes. So, anyways, that is, uh, <clears throat> that is a perhaps <laughs> overly brief rundown of, uh, what we're trying to accomplish and it's um, it's definitely you know I, I think it starts I hope it starts to to illustrate just how uphill 
um, some of this is going to be because, you know, it's not going to be easy to, say, build a complete map of Britannia. Although having a good height map would definitely be a start. And then, you know, there's all sorts of things we can do within Unity to further populate that with resources. But it's still going to take a lot of time to, you know, finesse and polish and make look really good. <clears throat> that said, once we have it finessed and polished and it looks really, really good, it's something that a project team doesn't have to build for themselves. Um, ditto with all of these systems, right? Like, you know, we don't want people to really be <clears throat> struggling through the process of um, of of rebuilding, you know, an inventory system or rebuilding a uh, well, just anything really. Um, you know, just want them to be able to focus on creating their story, creating this new story that expands the, the fanon of, of Ultima or, or of Shroud of the Avatar. Um, <clears throat> a note to, uh, just a quick correction to something I said, Iceblade, his, uh, his post about the magic system. <clears throat> it is on the forum, but it's not on the Ultima Codex forum. It's actually on the forum at the new Project Britannia website. And yes, there is a forum there now. So by all means, uh, check that out. <clears throat> uh, Iceblade has, you know, got an initial topic running there where, you know, he's talking about, uh, the magic system, you know, how he sees the need to design it. Uh, it's pretty neat. It's definitely worth checking out. <clears throat> and with that, uh, that actually makes for a fairly short podcast today. So, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> what to say in addition to that? Um, always remember, if you'd like to recommend uh, a topic for the podcast or, you know, anyone for a shout out, um, send an email to ultimacodex at gmail.com, which you can also use, uh, like I said, to suggest topics or to comment or criticize uh, podcast episodes uh, or to volunteer your time as a contributor. As well, if you haven't already, there are, of course, uh, Ultima Dragons groups to check out on Facebook, on Google+, on uh, well, there's not really a, a page on Twitter per se, but there is the UDIC hashtag on Twitter, and that is definitely a thing that is worth it for you to check out. And I really need to spam that more myself. <clears throat> As well, please consider liking uh, the Facebook page for the Ultima series, uh, following the Ultima Codex on Twitter, at Ultima Codex, or... I guess encircling is the term I'm going to use here, the Ultima Codex on Google+, and there will be links for these in the show notes as well. Um, whatever social network you favor, please also consider sharing any content posted to those social media profiles with your own followers and, and friends. I mean, it's great to, to like Ultima, to, to like what the fan community is doing. Um, it is even better to then spread the word, spread the Ultima around a little bit. And finally, of course, there's the Ultima Codex Patreon. The $1 pledge is all you need to uh, get access to spam, spam, spam humbug episodes the day before they go live on the site. And, of course, you'll be helping maintain and possibly even expand the server infrastructure of the Codex to better deliver all the things you come looking for thereat. And on that note, and until next time, be virtuous. <laughs>